0: What the fuck is that? Birds.
1: Oh. <laughs> you know what it is? Just before I come out, there's a dead crow in the garden. I think he fucking... I think the crow must have crashed into the window or something like that. I'm sure some people might be saying it's a fucking omen over the, <laughs> over the topic of conversation. <laughs> 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 talk. Mental health. Talk. Mental health. Talk. Mental health.
0: Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, wherever we get you. This is Straight Talking Mental Health. It's a weekly podcast where we explore mental health in a way we can all understand. I'm Peter Dunn.
1: I'm Alan Clark.
0: And this week we are discussing suicide. Why someone would contemplate it. Why suicide rates are so high and the effects on those that are left behind. But first, big huge thanks to everyone who's liked the Facebook page followed us on twitter instagram rated or subscribed to the podcast even those who've got in touch with us with their story or things they would like us to discuss thank you very very much this it's just brilliant to see so many people that are passionate about straight-talking mental health. So there's people from Ireland, the UK, the USA, Switzerland, Norway, India, Portugal, Canada, <laughs> loads, loads more. So mm. let's keep this movement going until as many people as possible realise that it is OK not to be OK.
1: Yeah, I didn't realise. we. Yeah, we're getting a bit more of an international following. I know all the that on the stats. Um, still, the States is our second highest. <laughs> still, that, that's still that... that. Kind of boggles my mind a little bit. Of mm. who who are these fucking Irish boys Like <laughs> yeah, India, Norway, yeah, crazy, crazy sort of stuff. I suppose it's, that's that's the that's the power of podcast and the power mm. of the internet that you can you can get your voice out there to all these countries. True know, which is which is a bit crazy. You don't really get it with the with a radio station. Well, I mean, you can now listen and mm-hmm. listen and digitally but it's it's a bit mad like you know i'd be, I'd be very interested to hear from people listening to us around the world what, what's their thoughts you know is it very relatable is it you know is what we're talking strictly strictly irish um mm. i don't think so because i think i think the big part is that we're, we're talking about humans and humans are the same yeah that, that we, that we all suffer we all have yeah. yeah 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 no matter where you are and so yeah but the, yeah a great great following i mean um you know that the, the the numbers are going up on all the, on the social media which is which is great people are engaging with us which is great you know so huge thank you to to everyone on on, on that front
0: If you want to have a look around the podcast and see other episodes, we are tackling loneliness, adolescence and coming of age, as well as the effects of lockdown and coming out of lockdown and COVID-19 on our mental health. And if you want a bit of backstory on ourselves, you can check out episode number one. So come here, let's have a look at the Facebook page. Uh, Alan, you had a cute little picture of your your garden and a few people telling us. How they find gardening therapeutic? Really?
1: Yeah, a couple of people had made made the same kind of comment. I I had put a picture up of a of a very beautiful, in my thought, uh, Gerber or something like that that is called. They're a kind of daisy. I know, fuck all about flowers, but I'm after getting into gardening <laughs> during lockdown, which is great. I've been able to do a few bits um, in 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 the garden, which I was never able to do because my back was always fucked, and my back has been okay and. So I put a picture up of a flower that has a, a kind of Buddha statue on in the, in the background. But i I found I found the bit of gardening to be very therapeutic. Uh, I find it very a very mindful activity. I normally, um, well, this is probably isn't mindful because I usually throw the headphones in the usually listen to a bit of music, and but I, you know I could stay out in the garden for hours. Now I put the picture up and people had commented that. Um, and, and the common theme around the, the, the comments was just that reconnecting with with nature so when uh, Laura had made the, made the comment on Facebook that you know align with nature and magic happens my happy place has to be the sea there's something therapeutic about it and, and I find that as well <laughs> actually <laughs> it's just reminded me of something I'll tell you I'll tell you a fucking funny story um, so I, I, I grew up in Kildare Kildare Town so there's no water around you know yeah. it's not like Newbridge where you have the Liffey, the rivers going through it. Kildare Town has no water, so for me being near the sea is, you know, it's a really nice experience, and I find it very humbling. And you know, I just kind of stand in front of the sea and gives you some some big perspective of just how absolutely insignificant you are. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> I remember myself, and my brother Nicky, who are. Uh, I think we were up at host. I think I had to collect it. Uh, I was after buying a new PC. I'd gotten someone to collect it. This was years ago. And I was standing there having this kind of moment and I was saying to Nicky, uh, <laughs> uh, Jesus, like, you know, it's just, yeah, put things in perspective, you know, you you realize your insignificance and I had a stone. I went to throw it. But whatever happened, it didn't throw straight out, it kinda of hooked into my finger and went fucking flying left and I nearly fucking took the head off a couple <laughs> that were walking come <laughs> <going> towards us <laughs> I was like, Oh this beautiful, serene moment and then I nearly fucking skull some dude with a rock <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I do I do like to be beside the sea as as Does lore (laughs) there's a reason you were born in Kalair?
1: seriously yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I had said that nature walks for me, she does it, that does it for her, it soothes my emotions and thoughts. Um, so yeah, the again that that reconnecting with nature just Mm. kind of taking it back to
0: the basics. I often find it when I'm gardening. I'll kind of start off with something going oh there's a weed here Gran, I'll pull mm-hmm. this throw it in the bag oh, oh there's another yeah. weed oh fuck and before yeah. you know it you're reefing out the whole back garden yeah, and you're yeah, relaying yeah. with a uh, membrane and then you're putting that <laughs> wood chip that you bought and let's mention Aldi again for four euro a bag and yeah. uh <laughs>
1: Aldi Aldi need to get on this shit you know I'm, I'm looking a hit, for a fucking you know. voucher man <laughs> yeah I
0: swear to god at least <laughs> or if they <laughs> can even give you the hook up with eggs or just, just a wetsuit or a generator or some shit you know some random <laughs> chainsaw b- yeah exactly <laughs>
1: Yeah, so one of the other things that we'd put up as well, I I put the post up uh, for anyone that follows us on social media. We'd very often put up quotes from the from the previous episodes, the right quotes. Um, and one of the things we'd mentioned in episode three, the one on normal people, was we let kids watch violence on TV but not nudity, and with the question why, and all of the comments coming back were Catholic Church yeah. and the shame around the shame around sex. Uh, Michelle had commented. Is it not a product of Catholic guilt in in Ireland where sex is shameful and not supposed to be for pleasure? I think we're moving away from that, though. Our generation is definitely better than our parents. I think, I think I'd agree with that. Mm. Would you
0: agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's definitely a, a topic we're going to have to discuss, you know, the effects yeah, yeah. of the Catholic Church on your mental health or even religion on your mm, mental health mm, in general. Yeah, the yeah, positive yeah. things as well as the yeah, negative yeah, things, is. you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, definitely uh, something we have to uh, discuss. But yeah, you know it yourself. You were always told in religion class that, uh, you know, anything like this is disgusting and it's immoral mm, and mm, blah, blah, blah. Mm. You know, the, school is gas because science teaches you how to do the shit, <laughs> and religion teaches you not to do the shit. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's very good. No wonder Jenny kids are had, confused. You know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I Here's I hear one for you, and this, this fucking still grinds my gears. I had a teenage client before. His parents were quite religious, obviously, which made him quite religious, because... Um, he kind of got indoctrinated and he came into me worried that he'd go to hell because he masturbates, you know, and, Mm. and in my head, I'm screaming, dude, you're fucking 15. Your only job is to go to town on yourself. Like (laughs) you're a fucking teenager. So you know, you only leave that, you only leave your bedroom to eat or go to school and all, all other times then you're just fucking fondling yourself. But that, that, that guilt and that, and that, that, that Catholic guilt around Mm. sex and masturbation and you know it's tragic you know it's not that's i said there is there is positives to it but that uh, with with particularly around catholicism um and the and the impact of that around sexuality jenny had made the point uh, she agreed kind of 110 percent with the comment that she said and she made a very good point that that we actually didn't touch on she went down she said even down to giving body parts a different name because it was like saying a dirty word if you called it the the penis or the vagina. You know, that's like, why would it just not be your penis? Why would it not be your vagina? Why would it have to be your, your willy or your ghoulies or your, you know, yeah, female yeah, yeah. equivalents, whatever that is, you know? Yeah. Again, you see it in the in the European countries of, you know, the likes of Netherlands and stuff like that. It's, it's penis, it's vagina. They're, they're told about them, you know, from kindergarten up. So th- I thought that was a very good point. Uh, one, one we hadn't touched on, but...
0: Is it the embarrassment of the parents... Having
1: to oh, totally. address it with the child yeah you know? yeah 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 mm. but if I mean if it's addressed from a from a young age then the, yeah. the, the child's not going to grow up to be embarrassed about it it's, oh this is my penis this that's, yeah. oh this is my vagina yep this is my, they penis don't know and my no Yeah, breasts yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> I, th- I thought that was a very good point
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, sim- similar to that um will also put the post up. Oh, what's the most embarrassing moment you had with your parents when the sex or a nude scene came on the TV? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember. I can't remember what the movie was, but I remember we were down with mates house. We were teenagers. I don't know what the movie was, but I say I. Uh, I remember there was about a thirty second sex scene in the two hours, and of course that was the moment his fucking parents walked in. What are you watching? <laughs> Just yeah. fucking it's li- <laughs> literally just come on like <laughs> it was like for folks sake I'm on moments isn't it typical in, though like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah absolutely and they're probably uh, thinking the lads have that on loop they keep uh, they keep uh, rewinding it and
1: playing uh, it rewinding uh, it you're going to ruin it.
0: that fucking video player
1: <laughs> <laughs> how come that, how come that bit's all uh, wore out there and all the, the other bits the sound in the picture is fine and that, that 30 seconds is highly distorted your mother's tape of casualty is just ruined now because it
0: has. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) 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 With the uh, decella tape and the, the bit of paper shoved into the bottom of it. To make sure you can record oh, over th- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But
1: don't break the tab. Don't break the tab. Yeah. You break the tab off <laughs> your grand. That's that's a keeper.
0: And there was always mm-hmm. a label on it like touch and die or do not tape over. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Peter's <laughs> tape. T- touch and die. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very true. Yeah. Derek, Derek gave us a good one on that. <laughs> um, uh, 69er on the stairs in a history of violence. Sat with the grandmother. <laughs> 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 uh, the only, the only thing worse than that would be the grandmother going Jesus she's not doing that right at all oh, Jesus. <laughs> you, you couldn't get in at each other like that <laughs> or she's sitting there taking notes <laughs> Jesus no! Oh, here's a good one <laughs> Jenny had the Jenny had the more tradition of we were literally told to close our eyes yeah ma now I have no idea what's going on <laughs> but that's the common you close your eyes you you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah so anyway, if anyone else has any any of those kind of stories do, do let us know mm. do get in contact so absolutely we can, we can laugh at your pain <laughs> <laughs> or you, you can but hopefully you, pain can, well. hopefully you can hopefully you can hopefully you can too after all this time <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram as well And uh, yeah, we put up a few comments from the, the show And you know, any discussions we, we need to get going And uh, good, bad, funny, whatever You can join us on Facebook, uh, Twitter and Instagram as well So today we're going to talk about suicide Now suicide was something that we were always going to discuss in the podcast and. You know, even since we launched this, we've had a number of people getting in touch with their story and asking us to discuss it. But this episode, we will talk about suicide in general and we'll touch on some topics that we'll have to cover in more detail later on down the line. So now, suicide, it's not an easy topic to talk about. But one of the reasons we started this podcast was to talk openly about issues that affect our mental health and suicide is a topic that is not easy to listen to. So if you need to stop at any stage... During this podcast, please do take a few moments or hours or days or whatever. But by all means, do come back to us because we want to talk about the light at the end of the tunnel as well. So, Alan, let me kick it off by asking a question that I don't know if it can even be answered. But why mm. would someone commit suicide?
1: Jesus, man. Fucking hell. Throw me under the bus <laughs> with the first question. Some, you know, some. sometimes it's sometimes it's not about ending their life. Sometimes it's just about ending the suffering that they're going through. You know, the ending the life part just happens to be the consequence of it. I remember seeing something before, it was that um, suicide doesn't end the pain, it just passes it on and that really resonated uh, with me when I read it. The individual is gone but but the pain lives on in a different form for their loved ones, for their family, for their friends, stuff like that. So I don't think there's a clear answer to why but obviously... At its core, is people are suffering, would be the simplest explanation. Everyone has their different reasons, but happy people usually don't kill themselves.
0: What goes through someone's mind when they consider suicide? Or is it different for everyone? Do they plan it? Or is it
1: something that happens really quick? So some people have said that it for them, it was just a moment. just It just entered their head. And obviously, these are people that attempted, and you know, thankfully didn't didn't complete. But um, just something just hit the just like a switch. Mm. Un- unfortunately, I I spoke about it a little bit in the first episode around my own story and um, stuff like that, and and I will elaborate on that a little bit further. Uh, I think it's only right to we can't we can't. I think I'd be doing a disservice if you're asking people to be honest and open about suicide and not and not speak on uh, from personal experience. I was trying to think beforehand, before we started recording. Off the top of my head, I think about seven or eight people, men, that that have killed themselves. First first one I knew, personally knew, would have been a guy in my class. That was just as we went into 50, I think. And the stories that we heard was, done his homework for the next day, made his lunch, went out to the shed, that was it. You know, other people, they, they plan it you know, to have, and I'd always say to, to clients, you know, confidentiality ends where, you know, there's a threat to safety where they're planning to hurt themselves. And I, 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 I see them getting a little bit worried when they start talking about suicidal thoughts. And I would say to people, look, suicidal thoughts are fucking shit. They're very unpleasant for you, but that's not something I need to act on. You know, I don't want you thinking I'm sitting here panicking because you've mentioned suicidal thoughts. You know, let's explore it. So if you are having suicidal thoughts, tell me. You know, I'm not going to be panicked and, you know, making phone calls and stuff like that. But suicidal intent, that's a very different thing. Is it okay to have suicidal thoughts? Well, it's obviously not for you because you're suffering. But yeah, to have them. And I I think I I would say nine out of ten people, if not ten out of ten people, I've maybe had a fleeting thought of, Jesus, wouldn't it just be easier? You know, just a fleeting thought of, fuck, you know, this shit that I'm going through. No, that's a that's a very common thing for people. Suicidal thoughts versus suicidal intent. Where, well, uh, the parents go out there now on a Sunday night and I have a bit of rope and shed. That's a very different thing. Or I've been saving up my medication, stuff like that. That's that's mm-hmm. that's a very different thing. But this the the stigma is and and the fear is that you know if we if we put the word suicide out there, <gasps> that that's it. Like you know, but it's it's a case of just. You just have to hold that and not get panicked, because the person the person is obviously suffering. That's in that state, and and to see someone else stand, I can go, okay, you're suffering, right? Tell tell me what's going on. Let me let me hear you. Let me know what's. Let me know your life. Let me know your experience. Let's let's look at what it is, and that 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 can be enough. You know, it needs we need to have the conversation. We need to be able to say, you know, are you suicidal? Are you having thoughts? Are you feeling this way? And we'll discuss that a little bit more toward the end, but the conversation has to be had. And, and one of the common myths is that, you know, if you mention suicide to people, that, that that's it, you're putting it in their head. And, you know, I've, I've had experiences before where clients will be talking about committing suicide. like, And some people have an issue with that, with, with even with that term, commit suicide, because it used to be illegal. um, It, it used to be against the law. It used and to be against the law too.
0: So would you be To kill yourself? Charged <laughs> for killing yourself? Or? Well
1: well I mean going back to fucking going back to Catholic Ireland, you couldn't be buried in a in a in a Christian graveyard, in a Catholic oh, graveyard. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, that that used to be a thing. Yeah, that used to be a thing before. Was that not the thing in the field? Wasn't there something like that? Um, Never seen it. The sun, yeah, there was there was something like that where they wouldn't wouldn't bury them. But yeah, that used to be a thing. Jeez. Couldn't be buried in, in consecrated ground if if you commit a suicide um, now I use the word commit suicide because commit is to do something you know you commit to do something mm. I, I don't I don't use it in the context of commit a crime um, but some people would say complete suicide some you know attempt suicide so
0: I think one of the terms is died by suicide I've been hearing a death
1: by suicide yeah death by suicide yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Suicide, yeah. 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 Or look we're just we're straight talking we're just using mm. in the parlance that most people are most familiar with of commit suicide exactly yeah so you know I had a client talking about Suicide and this was something they were absolutely going to do in many years when children were older and stuff like that. Like and you know I was having in the conversation years. about looking yeah, the, the plan was they were going to do it in years, like as, Jesus. as the children when the children were older and they didn't the uh, the individual wasn't needed anymore."
0: Funny enough, it's probably the time you need your parents the most. <laughs> you know when you're an adult. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Um, and I had to, you know, I had to raise the point. I was like, "Look, this, this may be something that." You know, you're you're you know you're you're talking about this an awful lot now, and I was like, well, I'm not going to do it now, so you know, it's not going to be anything. And I said, like, you're talking about killing yourself, and I turned around and said, Alan, don't be so fucking dramatic. <laughs> it's okay to tie with the expression of commit suicide, but the reality of it is, you're talking about killing yourself. Sometimes we mess like. uh you
0: know, the fucking kids are driving me crazy. I'm gonna fucking jump out a window. Yeah, I mean, that's it's just a wrong. figure of that's, speech. That's
1: not. I'm, I'm. not ringing your fucking GP on that. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but no, but no, no, but this was this was genuine.
0: I'm just going to ask you: this How do you was. tell the difference between somebody that's telling you they the will, or that's toying with the idea, and somebody that's actually serious?
1: Mm. But again, like that, you know, people people said, oh, you know, wouldn't it be just handier, would it be just easier. And and of course it would be, but you know, and and people have and people have said like, I would never do it. You know, and you know they wouldn't. But again, it's just wanting to end that suffering. It's just mm. wanting to end that pain that they're that they're currently going through.
0: Just going back to what you're saying, um, it would be easier, yeah, it would. But you're going to pass that pain on to somebody else.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so much, and there's so much more to live for.
0: Can somebody have suicidal thoughts their entire life?
1: Yeah, I've I've had a few people that have. You know, it's always it's always been there. It's always been there, but yet they choose to carry on. Mm. So again, they're just... And that's that's the important part. Yeah. Is that to choose to carry on.
0: They're just suicidal thoughts as opposed to suicidal intent.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: How can you tell if someone's suicidal? Because I've heard one of the signs is if someone gives you something of theirs to keep, you know, I've always wanted you have this watch or whatever, that's a sign they're planning to commit suicide.
1: Mm. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be, yeah, that that they're making their plans um, and and not just around suicide, but, you know, even older individuals, you know, that they know they haven't got much time left, start making a will, Mm. start, you know, going here, here's a few quid, take yourself off for a holiday, that kind of thing. You know, there's there's that finality. Well, one of the the things, I'm not sure how true it is still, but what can be a common thing is that, you know, someone that might have been very depressed for a very long time is out of nowhere, just happy. Yeah. But sometimes it's no, no. They've made up their mind. They know when they're going to do it. That can be a, that can be a warning sign.
0: Yeah. So the weight has been lifted off their shoulders and they're happy. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. they know next Sunday or next Saturday. Yeah. That that'll be it. It'll be all over then. It's scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not to panic anyone, but, you know, and I've had people, I've had people come in and go, you know, my friend, I should have seen it. I fucking, you know, I thought thought the mood had lifted but I know I know now that was something I should have been looking out for Mm. it's not always the case look sometimes people but if you go from being a fucking zero out of ten to all of a sudden you're up to an eight in the space of a day or two yeah you know that's that's just something to be cautious of and just just to ask that question you know it can be no harm just to ask that
0: I did Mm. hear before that I don't know how true it is again I'm just going to put Mm. it out there it could be a stupid question yeah yeah but if you think that someone is suicidal you should ask Mm. them straight out are you suicidal? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Really? Yeah. What does that yeah. do? Um, so, so the, the kind of myth around it is that talking about it is a bad idea because it it gives someone the idea it puts it puts the idea in their head. Um, but you know, very often these people are suffering on their own, and for someone to actually ask, "Are you feeling suicidal?" You're offering them an opportunity to talk. Yeah, I am. Okay, what's what's going on? Tell me what's happening. Bring tell it, me yeah. why you're suffering. Tell me, tell me what's going on. Mm. So, you know, don't, don't shy away from it. And it can be a difficult conversation to have, but which would you rather have a fucking difficult conversation or a lifetime of guilt of going, fuck, I should have just asked. Why didn't I ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, anything that encourages it, the conversation mm. just to get people to open up because they're, they're suffering, they're suffering inside.
0: If someone says they're going to commit suicide are they mm-hmm. actually going to commit suicide or is it a cry for help? Because I know a story about a guy who got a, a phone call from a relation of his saying, that's it, I'm going to end it all. I just give you a call to say good luck and I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And with that, he was gone mm-hmm. into the car, gone straight down and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, burst in the door, saved the person, talked it out, blah, blah, blah. The next week, the same phone call, I'm going to have to go back down here, mm-hmm. you know, talk the person mm-hmm. out of it, blah, 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 blah. It actually got to the point where every time he got a phone call, he went, all right, oh, you're doing it again, are you? Grand, okay, no problem. she look, tell everybody we said hello up there and she uh, might send me down the lot of numbers or something next week, you know. Mm, mm, oh, if mm, I could, I mm. would. Mm. I would definitely, yeah, right, okay. Right, she come here. Look, um, you mm, do what mm. you have to do and I'll chat to you tomorrow. Um, yeah, now, that person yeah, yeah. is still alive. Like, how do you tell the difference between somebody crying for help and somebody who's genuinely serious?
1: Yeah. And well, the look, serious you know, people
0: tell you that they're going to do it?
1: I mean, I, I I, wouldn't ignore anyone that says it. Now, what's happened there and what I'd be looking at there is, well, clearly this, this individual is looking for attention. So, you know, is that lacking? Is there a lack of care in their everyday life anyway? That they need to go to these extremes. So what they've learned in that situation is, okay, I did this. And, and the, first, the first phone call may have been genuine, except for the fact that they turned up. But what they've learned from that is, oh, well, maybe nine times out of 10, I'm not getting any attention, but I've just learned, okay, this, this, people, people care. People, people are worried. Mm. Um, so, you know, for, for every one of them, you know, I would say that's in the minority, you know, and, and there is that myth that, you know, people who say they will to take their own life is just attention seeking and they shouldn't be taken serious. But, you know, th- they're feeling it. Um, and, and I would, I would say I take it seriously. And if that, if that's a constant thing, then, you know, maybe there needs to be a GP referral, you know, something, something else needs to be looked at. Um, Because it could be, that's just their way of trying to, trying to elicit some help. So, you know, if you're not comfortable, go look, ring the GP, look, this individual, I don't know, this is out of, this is out of my expertise, but, you know, I I feel that this is something that needs to be addressed because this is, this is an ongoing thing. You know, there's nothing to say that if he didn't drive up that first time, it, it might not have happened. So, you know, we get stats and we get
0: figures on how many people mm, have committed suicide mm, in the last year, mm, etc. But I've heard that it's not very accurate because there's accidents, there's falls, there's car crashes that will yeah, fall yeah. under a different category when in reality it was suicide. And the reason for this, mm, I heard, mm, and you're going to tell me if it's crap or not, is because suicide is not covered in life assurance. Is that true?
1: Hmm, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, I would say so. Mm. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that if that was the case. And like that, you know, when we think suicide, we think, okay, overdose, hanging, uh, guns, where there's, where there's access to guns. But, you know, what I've heard people say is like, well, I was just going to drive my car off the cliff mm. or I was just going to... I had a fleeting thought of just turning the car into oncoming traffic. You know, so they may be put down as an RTA, a road traffic accident, and they may very well have been suicide. Yeah. Plus... You know, very often families don't want the stigma of they kill themselves. So they may, it may be put down as something of had an accidental overdose. Mm. You know, if she was on painkillers, she'd mixed them. She'd, there might be something like that, you know.
0: It's one of the most searched topics in relation to suicide. Is it covered by life assurance? Well, you know, and for that to happen, it means that a lot of people who have considered suicide or have taken their own lives have Googled this.
1: Yeah, well, you can fucking find anything on Google. You, you mentioned stats there, um, you know, to, to, to be honest, when I looked at this and when, when I suggested we talk about it and, uh, you know, I, I'm in no position to speak the individual's name because I didn't know them, but there was a, a recent suicide in Newbridge and I didn't know the individual, but many people that I know knew him um, and, you know, I see the, the outpouring of grief and stuff like that and it is it is something we do need to talk about and and I thought, okay, this gives us now, now more than ever, this, this needs to happen um, because generally it's men. Men account for fucking eight out of 10 suicides in Ireland. Like that's a ridiculous statistic. That is a fucking shocking statistic. Generally around the world, men are three times, three and a half times more likely than women to kill themselves. In Ireland, it's four times They're four times more likely highest rate of suicide is in men 55 to 64. I would say looking at my practice that that is absolutely accurate because they are not my demographic. They are not the sort of men that come into me. And what's they're happening? they traditional. What's happening they're in that suffering generation? In silence. They're suffering in silence. They've been brought up with and when we get into it more they've been brought up with big boys don't cry. You have to be the fucking strong man now. You know stiff upper lip and just emotionally repressed. You know I, I could say maybe on one hand Maybe. There's nothing, there's not many springing to mind of male clients I've had within that age bracket. Okay. Like, why? Why? Mm. These men are fucking suffering. Whether, you know, it's not a conversation, they don't know how to talk about it. Like, I, I remember I had one one client, now he was, he was retired, but he was coming in and he was crying about something that happened in senior infants. This is how long, emotionally, he mm. had been carrying this incident and, you know, it was a very serious incident, but... Here he is 60, 60 years later, and, and he's only now crying about it. Like, and I, I was just fortunate that this is just someone who chose to come in. You know, for every one of him, there's fucking hundreds, if not thousands, that aren't coming in. Mm. I, I, I can't speak to female suicide because I'm not female. and But I can speak to male suicide as, as a man, as it's something I know from. And I would get a lot of male clients because I'm a man and stuff mm. like that. They'd feel more comfortable talking to me, and they can speak to it from my own experience. Um as I said, you know, we're we're trying to break the stigma, we're trying to get people talking about it. And if I wasn't to talk about it, then I'd be a fucking fraud. You know, sixteen and you know, there's not very many people that know it. Obviously there's going to be a lot more people that know it now, but I was one footstep away from throwing myself off a bridge in front of a train. Yeah. A yeah, yeah. Um I was deciding should I should I mention this? Should I talk about it? But I was like, if I don't, I'm a fucking fraud. We're straight talking mental health. We're, we're asking people to be honest. We're asking people to share their experience. And if I'm not going to do that, then I'm a fucking fraud. Um, so, you know, I, I need to say it because if, if it reaches one person, who are going, fuck, you know, there's hope. Yeah. You know, I touched on it in, in, in episode one and, you know, various bits around my own story. Parents are breaking up. Very unhappy house, a lot of tension. um, person that I was very close a friend that was you know was my best friend my kind of go to got himself got himself a girlfriend great for him but obviously I I was tossed to the side and Mm -hmm. um, I remember I was getting over I was coming from my grandmother's house just right by some Maryville for everyone in Galair that knows it uh, right at the at the railway bridge got over the wall I stood on it I seen the train coming and for me, it was just the thought of what it it kill me. Ma, that was what? the only thing to stop me.
0: Did you plan this, or was it a, a snap no. decision? Or
1: no, no, it was, a, it was really? a snap decision. I don't remember planning it. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I just remember feeling so alone. I just remember feeling so depressed yeah. um, that just the opportunity presented itself. Mm. Um, years later, actually. In, in a personal capacity I met someone who was A train driver And who suffered from severe PTSD Yeah, yeah. After he experienced that very thing Yeah Someone, someone threw himself in front of his train Um. So You know it's important It's important that I speak honestly on that Yeah So yeah it was just that Yeah That split second of This This would kill me ma'am
0: Do you mind me asking you Now you don't have to answer if you don't no. want to but No no go ahead Do your family know you've attempted suicide?
1: No, no they might do now, if there isn't it is no,, sure. very, very few people actually know that very right. few people.
0: is it something y- you're wary about them knowing about, or
1: No, nah, look it was it was a long time ago that's mm. that's the place I was in at the time. I don't mind, I don't mind doing those you know, I'm uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable yeah. to talk about to talk about it now, um, you know, and this is the problem you know when we hide something then it just it just gives it more power over us, yeah. Um, so you know if I if I was to go through this whole episode and not not mention that 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 takes effort like because obviously all I made my head is suicide 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 you nearly it yeah, yeah. suicide 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 suicide, suicide. Yeah. time you nearly stepped out in front of the train suicide 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 <laughs> you know yeah this is and this is this is what we have to do we have to end the stigma around it we have to be able yeah, to get that right, conversation going right, yeah would yeah. be a fucking fraud I've said it and I'll keep saying it like you know and and it's the same it's the same with clients that. That come in and you know to talk about. So you know, for some some people, they they tell nobody that they're going for for therapy. You know because there's still the stigma around it, and uh, some people become quite open about it. You know, they'll tell family, "Oh yeah, now I've therapy now today." Or I was down with Alan and da 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 da. Mm. Um, some people discuss it in with with work people. But the amazing thing that I've heard from from people that have opened up about it that they go to therapy. It always seems to be a positive experience. So for the people that do open up about it, you know, it, it always, it always seems to be a positive experience. So on on one hand, someone turns around and goes, oh yeah, I used to go to therapy as well. Or I still go. And it's like, oh Jesus, you, I never would have guessed. Yeah, well, I never would have guessed with you. <laughs> um, Or people turn around and go, you go? But so you're not mad. Like you don't, this." and just yeah. to break that stigma of, well, you're normal and you go. Yeah. No, that, that's that, why this you're is, normal. This is because
0: you go, yeah.
1: This, <laughs> but this is this is the the kind of attitude that you have to be fucking mad, yeah, to go for therapy. Um, and when we normalize that, and it's the mm-hmm. same, like you know, when I when I admitted on the when I admitted on the on the first episode that you know I still go to therapy every two weeks, mm-hmm. had therapy yesterday, and there's still you know there's still stuff coming up, still stuff that yeah. um, that that are issues for myself. You know, in all of that, in all the years of therapy I've had, that stuff can still come up. um and, you know, I, I often say to clients that, you know, that I would, meant some, as I said, some clients know stuff about me, some clients know nothing, um, because they don't need to. Other people, they need, they need to have that connection, you know, to admit to people that, oh yeah, but well, I'd still go. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, sell a product I don't use. Yeah, true, yeah. You know, I have to normalize it as well. Yeah. That whether they think, oh Jesus, trust me to get a fucking therapist, that's, <laughs> that has to go to therapy. But I I would say, you know. I'd be fucking wary of a therapist that's that doesn't want to go that's to therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I've seen that in my studies. I've seen mm. people reluctant to go to therapy. Oh, should I, I you know, I've had on my therapy. <laughs> you mm-hmm. think fucking shit doesn't come up in life? Maybe you can deal with it. Maybe you can, but your resistance to it is, there's something there. Yeah, true indeed. As I said, I've known so many people that have that have killed themselves that, um, and, and I hold my hand up and, and I, 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 I won't lie about it. I thought, you selfish bastards. Mm. I thought, you selfish bastards. They left their family behind. You know, as much suffering as I was going through, it was fucking nothing compared to to their families, to their friends, to their girlfriends, their wives, partners, whatever it may have been. Until in my practice, and I started to see people who attempted suicide. And for some of those people, they 100% thought that their families would be literally better off without them. For them, it was actually nearly an act of selflessness mm. that the, the husband or the wife would, would find someone better. The kids could have a better parent. Um,
0: there wouldn't be a burden so anymore actually, or whatever,
1: is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. that's the thing. Like, you know, I'm such a burden, you know, sure. That's, that's the thing, you know. So I'm not saying that it's never a selfish act, mm. but from people I spoke to, It was actually very selfless. They genuinely 100% categorically believed that those people would be better off without them.
0: You mentioned um, train drivers there. Um, Mm. uh, I think it's probably something we'll talk about in more detail in another episode. You know, professions that encounter suicide a lot. Mm, mm, But mm. um, one thing that'll always stay with me, and uh, I was really shocked and saddened to hear this, but if you're a train driver as you mentioned you know there's a good chance mm, you'll mm. witness at least one suicide during your time mm. but for the majority of people who step out in front of trains the last thing they do is suck their tongue. to me oh. it's as if they're reverting back to a childlike form mm. yeah mm. uh before they uh before they end it all and that to me dude that's that's hard-hitting stuff
1: yeah, yeah it's that it's that final effort to comfort themselves mm. You know, the, the thing, uh, the difference in, the, again, the genders of um, uh, around suicide, women are more likely to attempt suicide, but uh, for anyone that's that's seen the musical Hamilton, they, uh, Lafayette and Hamilton gets together and they've, they've won the war and stuff like that, and they talk about immigrants, we get the job done. Men get the job done when it comes to suicide. Mm. And the main reason for that is it tends to be more violent. So if they're doing it, it's in front of a train, it's a shotgun to the head, it's a rope. Mm. Women, women generally, it tends to be cleaner. Okay. It'll be an overdose. It might be a slit wrist in the bath. But men, the way they do it tends to be more violent. Mm. That it's going to happen. You know, many people have attempted suicide and had their stomach pumped. Someone just came in and happened to catch them. Yeah. you don't pump much stomach after they fucking blow their brains out
0: just to repeat what we said earlier by the way now suicide is, is a pretty difficult topic to listen to so if you need yeah. to take a break by all means do you know, have a breather but uh, you know, please do come back to us because we want to talk about the light at the end of the tunnel later on now you're mm. talking about violent death in relation to, uh, to suicide mm-hmm. um, it might be hard for some people to hear this but I also heard that people who hang themselves often have scratch marks on their neck because they instantly regret what they've done and they try and get their fingers in between their their neck and the rope in an effort to undo mm. what they've done
1: have you heard that mm. I don't know if it's necessarily regret what I would say and this is the this is the amazing thing uh, and it's actually something I meant to look up um, we have this brain every cell in your body exists to keep you alive so what what I when I give workshops I say to people like the, okay I want you to suffocate yourself I want you to hold your breath until you die. And of course, no one can. Because <laughs> the very primitive part of your brain fights for survival. Yeah. But when we, when we choose suicide, there's that part that's going against every cell in your body. Yeah. You know, and I, actually, I actually meant to look up, was like, well, is, do animals commit suicide? Do animals kill themselves? Never thought of that. Or is it the species thing? Like this, this, this brain that we have, which is so fucking magnificent, Mm. That we can choose to decide to to go that route for ourselves. So whether it's immediate regret or if it's um, just that very primitive part of the brain that fights for oxygen, that, you know, just clings to survive.
0: This could be a silly question, but we're straight talking mental health. So I'm going to put it out there. If you're religious, are you more likely to commit suicide? You know, if you think that afterwards you'll be reunited with loved ones and you live in a paradise mm-hmm, with no mm-hmm, pain, mm-hmm. are you more likely to take your own life?
1: I couldn't speak to that man because I'm an atheist, <laughs> so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in a position. But yes, I mean, obviously, that's that's the comfort of of religion, and and you know, as we traditionally a Christian Catholic country, you know, heaven awaits. You know, this yeah, you know, this is your suffering on on the planet, and eternal life and happiness awaits mm. if you've been if you're fucking struggling and you're you know every day is near death for you why would you not choose that mm. i mean i mean you go to you know we talk about suicide let's 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 have that conversation let's let's look at you know uh, islam and suicide bombers mm-hmm. you know they're told 72 virgins await you in you know in, in heaven
0: but they don't specify the gender So you were up there with a load of lads watching Game of Thrones,
1: and you go, oh, for fuck's sake, this wasn't part of the deal. (laughs) Uh, I I remember after Prince died, I was like, sorry, bombers, (laughs) there's no virgins left in heaven. (laughs) <laughs> Prince had to be One sexy motherfucker Like they get so many women Wearing high heels And fucking And makeup Like what a dude Like
0: He must have just went around Going oh, What can I do To try and repel women For the crack <laughs> <laughs> Just to see How many women I can get <laughs> Just so I can yeah, prove I can get a, more than you Motherfucker He,
1: <laughs> he was a sexy motherfucker <laughs>
0: um, mm. I've been lucky enough I suppose uh, It's a bizarre word to use But I'm, I've been lucky enough To only know a few people who have committed suicide? And uh, I know this sounds absolutely ridiculous. Okay, but I played football with a guy who committed suicide back in 2008. Now this guy was a big, big Man United fan, and I know you don't really know about football, but uh, hmm. actually, uh, you were you were in Old Trafford in around that time. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you a couple of tickets. Yeah, that's right. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Br- yeah. Brought but anyone anyway.
1: over for his birthday? Yeah. yeah,
0: that was the Makeda goal for anybody listening. That was like
1: what a turning point. You don't remember that, Does no. It? I remember Nicky nearly <laughs> fucking threw Cameron off the fucking tier when he scored and the poor fucking child's face drained of life and he went white <laughs> as his drunk fucking uncle leapt around the place and fucking grabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> the poor child. I think if you talk about fucking trauma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like that that moment for any, any Man United fan, especially. That was that was a young lad who was 17 years of age, brought you to the Academy, thrown out there as a last minute chance to win us the game against Aston Villa. And he scored the winner 3-2. And I'll never forget the goal. You'll still hear the commentator. Makeda Martin Tyler. Yeah, like, what a moment. 2008 would have been the year that uh, United won the double, the Premier League and the the European Champions League. And it was like one of the biggest years in, uh, in the club's history. And I remember thinking to myself, as a big Man United fan that year, why the fuck would he commit suicide? Missed the chance to see that. Like, that's history in the making. And I just couldn't comprehend it. And it just goes to show you how really naive I was Mm. Around suicide. To think that mm. why why would you do that? You know this is about to happen. Mm, mm, mm.
1: You know, but that and that's the thing. I mean, for for individuals that are depressed, there's no hope. You're so lost in that suffering that you're going through at the moment, mm. which is why for for clients that I'm I'm seeing for depression when they start talking about the future or something's coming up, I was like, great, we've got hope. Yeah, you know, for individuals that are in that place, there is no hope. You know, there is no light at the end of the tunnel, or if it is, it's a train.
0: Let's talk about what suicide does to the people around us. We kind of scratched the surface there uh, earlier on. But, you know, those who are left behind cleaning up the mess. You know, we spoke about, is, a, is it a selfish act? And I always thought it was a selfish thing. But
1: mm-hmm. in
0: fairness, you as clarified I, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can
1: still believe it. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not saying what I am. not saying. No, you I convinced me. It, in really. fairness,
0: no. You know, does a part of the family and friends who are left behind do, does a part of them die as well? And what does that do to their mental health? If victims of suicide knew the impact of their actions on their loved ones, mm, would they mm-hmm. still go ahead with it? Obviously, you know, that was something that stopped you from stepping out in front of a train was thinking of your man. Yeah, there,
1: there, was, uh, there was a campaign in, in Australia, I think, specifically around that, of the survivors, the surviving family or friends or loved ones of people that have, have taken their life, speaking of what they go through right to this day. You know, particularly for parents of, you know, losing a child through any means. You know, how the fuck do you recover after that? Like, Mm. yes, life goes on, but. Yeah. You know, you, you don't get over it. You just, you learn to live with it.
0: If I was to tell you now that there's someone listening to this podcast who's having suicidal thoughts, what would you say to them?
1: Don't. Just please don't. Just talk to someone, anyone. Just pick up the phone, call the Samaritan's. If if there's no one there that you feel you can talk to, I promise you you're not a burden. I promise you those people are not going to be better off with with, with you gone. Um, and I promise you life life changes. You know, and, and the, the, the the problem with suicide is that, you know, very often it's a it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Is it preventable?
0: You know, or if somebody has made up their mind, is that it? Is there no convincing them otherwise?
1: Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a kind of myth around it as well. That um, that that's it, that they've made up their mind. But from one person to just reach out, that can be the thing to changes everything, you know, to, to know someone cares, to know, to have someone say, you know, I've been there or something like that. So I had a, I had a client as I said, there's not many people and, you know, I self-disclose only, you know, where, where, Were necessary and where there's a reason and I I told the client and he was strongly, strongly uh, considering it and and I told him my experience and I told him, I told him my experience of look, things can change. And it worked. You know, I asked him at the end and I asked him afterwards in the coming, coming sessions, how was it to hear that experience? And he's like, it gave him hope. Mm. So people that say don't self-disclose, fuck it, one person's alive. You're right, it worked. It's it's an art form, you know, you have to know yeah. when it's not science. It's mm. an art. You have to be able to read the situation. You have to know when to say, when not to say. And that was I mean, he was he was close. He was close. And actually if if you remember back to the first to the first episode and I spoke about one of the kind of prize possessions is that handwritten letter that was from him hanging me. Oh, okay. His the okay. parents have a son, his brothers have a brother. Mm. Because of me,
0: um, you mentioned they're talking to somebody or, or reaching out. Is it easier mm. to talk to somebody you don't know or to confide in a loved one?
1: I think, and I think this is where this is where the gift of therapy comes in. That if you do feel you're a burden, and this is this is very often the case, is that they feel they're a burden, and people would be better off without them. That you know, go and talk to go and talk to a therapist, go to your GP. there's, there's there's some marathons, there's Pieta house, there's low cost counselling, if you know, if if money's an issue. Mm -hmm. There is, there is options out there. Um, Mm -hmm. So talking to someone who, you know, and this is the thing that, and and I've had it many times of, you know, family members panic because, oh, and, and, and and, you know, that the people don't know what to do with it. Whereas they can come into myself or someone or another professional and, you know, we're not going to go into panic. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, I just, you know, help me understand your life. Help me understand what it is that you're going through.
0: You've heard it loads of times before,
1: the, yeah, and, but it, yeah, your, that's yeah. Not the, it's not that it's not I'm blasé about it. Yeah, um, it's that I so understand. Okay, you're suffering at the yeah. moment.
0: How do you get rid of suicidal thoughts, or is it something you just have to live with?
1: No, I think you gotta talk about them and you gotta you gotta address the source. You gotta talk about it. I and this is the reason why men are uh so at risk because they don't talk about it. Mm. We do not talk about our feelings. We've been brought up with you know big boys don't cry. We we spoke about it in the normal people and then you know in masculinity and you know um you know you're crying like a little bitch, all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um because men do not talk about it. Um and actually what one one study showed that uh mothers actually talk more to their female children than their male children and they share and identify feelings more with the girls so there's this expectation that you know women can be more emotional mm. and men just men just clam up yeah, or they find unhealthy coping mechanisms you know they use drugs or alcohol to, to cope with their emotions to, uh, we, we mentioned it on the, on the on the third episode the normal people you know it's easier to be Billy Big Balls than to admit you're heartbroken. So so men will turn to these dysfunctional coping mechanisms.
0: Is there a common theme from people who commit suicide? Like,
1: is depression, anxiety? You're probably looking more at the the depression side of things. Mm. So, you know, know, I mean, things things to look out for. Uh, You know, feeling restless and agitated. Um, This is particularly with men and men around depression as well. Um, Angry, aggressive, uh, people that are you know tearful tired lack of energy you know just fucking the get up and go has got up and gone you know they're just mm. just drained not, you know isolating themselves not wanting to be with people mm. not answering messages um uh, not you know not doing things they used to enjoy so if they were out playing five a side once a week and you mm. know they've they've stopped they're not going they're not not going out with the boys Maybe they're drinking more, you know, they're getting off their fucking head every weekend during the week. They're getting fucking locked. Um, You know, they're, they're the things to, they're the things to be looking out for. Um, And that that feeling of hopelessness, helplessness, worthlessness, you know, I'm a burden, I'm shit, the world would be better off without me, this kind of things. Um, it, It is, they're, they're the sort of things. Mm. Um, to, to be looking out, to be looking out for sleeping more, sleeping less, uh, you know, staying in bed, not getting out of bed, constant insomnia, mm. uh, um, stuff like that. Engaging in risky behaviors, going out, getting into fights every weekend, right. gambling, you know, yeah. stuff, stuff like that. They're the sort of things to, they're the sort of things to, to look out for. Watch out so, for it's mostly coming from that depressed state, yeah. rather than, rather than the anxious state. Do you
0: mind me asking you? Mm. Have you ever lost a client to suicide? No. Thankfully. Great. Yeah. yeah. Is there that fear that you will, or is there a pressure on yourself to make sure people don't do the ultimate?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't feel the pressure. I don't I don't feel panicked when, when people come in and talk to me about it. Um, because I know, I, I, I trust my skills and how I can relate to them. And I trust that, you know, that we can we can get to the underlying issues we can get to the source of of the sadness of the of the hopelessness that's that's bringing them to that point um and if if they don't have hope in themselves i i have hope and i will and i will sometimes say to that them you know you may not hope but i have hope i have hope that that it can get better for you yeah. so i'm i'm never i'm never panicked if if someone talks to me about it i'm you know, just I, 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 just confident, and and a lot, of, and a, so much of my my confidence in my skills is just that ability to relate to another human being. Mm. And you don't need to be a fucking therapist to do that. Yeah, true. Yeah. because you are one. You are a human. Mm. You just got to be human with people. And i have
0: obviously taken the first step, which is talking to somebody. They've about have come it. in, and that's yeah, they've, they've half the in. battle, more than half yeah, the battle. Yeah, yeah. For anyone who has. Overcome suicidal thoughts, or has reversed their decision to commit suicide. Can it come back again?
1: Well, I mean, for for people with depression, if you've, if you've been depressed once, uh, you've uh, you've there's a high high correlation that it's that it's going to come back. Okay. Um, it, it can come back, and it can be fleeting, and but you know they might, you know they they might have those thoughts again, but they can recognise well I well I pulled myself out of this before. Now, for some people that's they're constantly having to pull themselves out of it. That gets very wearing, you know. Yeah. Um, but but I I've seen I've seen too many people turn their life around. I I always hold out that hope.
0: Suicide isn't necessarily the issue. Mm. Depression is. Anxiety yeah, yeah. is. Yeah, it's, lack it's of the, self-esteem, it's the other issues. The other
1: issues in their life, whether it's a breakup, yeah. whether it's whether it's a death. You know. Right. You, you know that's, As I said, that's just the answer. That's just mm. a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yeah. And you know, for some. For some people, it's about ending the problem. They just happen to be ending their life. Mm. You know, right. which is why you need you need to name it. You know, you're talking about killing yourself.
0: As you said earlier, you're not ending it. You're passing on the problem. It's yeah, like yeah. a relay race. You know, yeah, you're handing yeah, on yeah, the baton yeah, to somebody yeah. else, and they're going to yeah. run oh, with fuck, that problem. Fuck,
1: there, there's my bit done. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And and it is, and you know, and I hope, and I ha- and I have reached out to. I, I did reach out to someone. um around this as as someone that's had to had to live with you know a close friend that that killed themselves um, around this issue he'll come back to me uh, he will come back to me as you okay. know I think I think people we do need to hear the voices of people that have to have to live with it right so that hopefully someone again if if it just stops one person mm, true that they oh fuck yeah Jesus I would be missed
0: yeah. and, and
1: I've had I've had clients you know particularly the, young, the younger clients that you know, my parents wouldn't care and, and I can and I said to them like, I said I can tell you as a parent, one hundred percent your parents care about you and one hundred percent they would miss you. One hundred percent. Yeah. But again, it's that hopelessness, no one would care, no one would miss me, they'd be better off, the worthlessness that, that mm. goes along with it. I've had clients that have had parents kill themselves. 20, 30 years later, they're still in bits talking to me still about painful, it. still painful, absolutely, yeah. yeah. still there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's always <laughs> there's always going to be somebody who'll miss you. There's yeah. always going to be a hole in somebody's heart.
1: Yeah. and um, But, yeah, but, I mean, you say that, you know, for some people, you know, we're talking about people with, with family or with, you know, mm. partners or something like that. There is, uh, we spoke, you know, we, we did episode two on loneliness. There is people who may feel they'll literally have no one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that, that can be the driving, uh, the driving force behind the suicide. Yeah, It's that lack of relationship, mm-hmm. that lack of connectedness. I feel so disconnected from the world, from other people, that this is a better option for me. Mm-hmm. And again, to have one person connect with them, to have one person care, to have one person just relate, that can be enough.
0: Yeah. I presume there's no coping mechanisms with suicidal thoughts. Or is it a matter of you have to get to the root of the problem, the no, problem I mean, that's causing you to have suicidal thoughts? I mean, suicidal thoughts isn't an issue on its own, I presume. Yeah. There's yeah. something no, no, that's. I mean, there's something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, it, it's not to say you have to go into long term therapy, you know, to, you know, because in an immediate situation like that, you know, some of mm. it is just that, just that holding space, you know, and and even if at the start, it's just being able to do that. And there's clients I've had that have been in bad shape and I've, you know, I've seen them twice a week. Um, you know, for the first couple of weeks to just hold that space for them. Hold that discomfort. And, you know, in doing that, you'll see the, the, the stress, the, the hopelessness just lift ever so slightly, even if it's a fucking fraction of a percent. You know, to just hold it, to just witness, to witness that pain, to witness their suffering. Mm. Again, it's just another human being.
0: The clients you've dealt with who have considered suicide and mm. have obviously opted not to commit suicide, mm, mm-hmm. how good do they feel about that decision?
1: Well, obviously there can be a lot of shame around it. I mean, I've had, I've had people, I've had loads of people that consider suicide and I've had people that have attempted, you know, just something interfered, something happened, but I see them, I see them in a better place. Mm. I see them in new relationships. I see them having children. I see them, you know, finding love somewhere else. I see them getting a new job, you know, I, I see change. That mm. if that person didn't find you, if that person didn't interrupt, that would have been taken from them. Again, you know, it's, 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 it's not necessarily about wanting to die. It's just not wanting to live that life that they currently have.
0: Yeah. It's an easy solution, I suppose.
1: Well, well, I mean, it is not it isn't. It's a, For it's want a of a, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You mentioned
0: something there that was interesting. Mm. I never thought of it before, because I, I always imagine that if somebody reversed a decision to commit suicide, that they would be, you know, walking into the light and everything would mm. look much mm. better and the world would mm. be a better place. And mm. shame mm. attached with that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never, I've never even yeah. considered that. Like that's a whole new mental health issue of trying to deal with yourself
1: about it. Your here's life. another one. Mm. <laughs> Here's another one to consider, further reinforcing the fucking worthlessness because I couldn't even kill myself properly. You've got shame, but you've also that I couldn't even fucking kill myself.
0: So would that send somebody into a a further downward spiral? Yeah, it can. Yeah, it can. Right. And, you
1: know, some you know sometimes those those people in that state need to be hospitalised. They need to be constantly okay. monitored and you know medicated, or you know there needs to be more severe. Um Interventions, but you know, that can be there, you know, particularly the men. You know, I'm fucking yeah. useless, like, you know, I can't do anything. It's and the thing that I did try to do, I couldn't even fucking do that. So
0: basically, yeah, uh, to coach you,
1: you're kicking yourself in the bollocks when you're down, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, you're not, you're fucking holding your mouth, you're choking, you're, you're not just kicking the bollocks, like you're, yeah, you're fucking waterboarding mm. yourself. And I know I, I'm mostly talking about the, the men and because they're. I just fucking hope I just hope we can reach someone. Mm. Just someone that goes, "Oh, just two boys. Let's have a listen to what they're going on." Um because look, I can I can speak in a generic sense to suicide and I've had female mm. clients, but it's the fucking men that are most at risk. You know, if this if this podcast could be, you know, what what's your target audience for people that wouldn't talk about mental health? You know, the people that are suffering that might listen to this and go, ah, oh, the two bites are a bit of fucking crack there. Or, you know, oh, they're talking about normal people or they're talking about this kind of thing. Mm. But to just hear this and you're fucking not alone. Eight, eight out of ten. I can't emphasize that. Eight out of ten suicides is men. Like how fucked up is society that this is the position that we're in? And I'm telling you now, <laughs> here's, here's my fucking inspirational quote. You should fucking throat punch anyone that uses the term man up. Oh man, it fucking, it grinds my gears. Mm. You kick someone in their balls, you kick someone in their fucking lady balls <laughs> that uses the term man up. Are you a man or a mouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Be a
1: man. But th- this is the problem. This is why eight out of ten suicides for men in Ireland is because of all of this. You have to be strong. You can't be seen to yeah. be cry. I, I had a client before uh, and uh, we were talking about, you know, some very difficult stuff and he says... Uh, if you weren't here now, I'd be able to cry because he was brought up to not cry in front of anyone. Yeah, he was yeah. brought up with big boys don't cry, you and know, that's we have something to be strong. You're you're weak if you're a man that cries, and you know yeah. when you allow cry, if fucking Ireland win the World Cup or a funeral, we let you away with that. Like <laughs> we'll accept that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's something we want to talk about a bit more. Is toxic masculinity Mm, mm. and I have a feeling that podcast can be like fucking four hours wait you see oh
1: man you've seen like I I swear to god I feel that anger building because I've seen Mm. I see the damage it does yeah yeah. I've seen so many men suffer as a result of that because they have to be seen to man up and they have to be get over it yeah yeah, And they're suffering they're suffering from heartbreak they're suffering from Lost or loss of job. Here's here's uh, you know as as we spoke last week about coming out of lockdown, and we spoke about the uh, the financial implications and the, the, the implications on 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 depression. There was a study in uh, two thousand and five that found that for every one percent increase in unemployment, there's a point eight increase in the suicidal rate. Point eight. Day, so nearly for every one percent increase in unemployment, there's a one uh, percent increase in the suicide rate. Almost. Jesus Christ! Because so much for men is well, you're the breadwinner, you're the provider, yeah, yeah. you're no sort, yeah. you're no sort of a man if you don't provide for your family. Yeah. You know what sort of a fucking man are you? Mm. You're no man. You know so much status and esteem is within the uh, is is caught up within that. Chris Rock had a great thing. I know it's hard being a woman, but there's there's a coldness that you have to accept when you're a man, especially a black man. It's like the world's cold as a motherfucker, okay? You get older, one thing I learned, only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. (laughs) Women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved under the condition that he provides something. Very true. Yeah. yeah.
0: Get the guy who has a good job. Get the guy who's the big car. Get the guy yeah, who has sure. a big career.
1: You know, for Mother's Day, you'll see a jewellery advertised. You'll see, you know, big gifts. Mm. Daddy, pair of socks.
0: Socks and golf balls. <laughs> Whether you plays yeah. golf or
1: not, get him golf balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, obviously I'm not I'm not comparing um, the, the role of the mother and father, but it is that, that undervalued piece. Mm, mm. Yeah, and this is men, and this is why they feel worthless. This is why, like that, they are loved on condition that you provide something. Generally speaking, you know, yeah. I know people are going, "Yeah, my fucking husband, great, my my father's great," but generally speaking, it's on the condition that you provide something.
0: Yeah. So, what do we need to do to break the stigma around suicide? We need to just talk.
1: Yeah, just to have, just to start, to have the conversation for a starter. Anyway, mm. um, you know, you need to watch out for those signs. You know, to that that we spoke about the irritability, the social withdrawal, loss of interest, pleasure, uh, risky behavior, mm. you know, over overuse of substances, and offer support. You know, if if you notice those signs, ask what can you do to help, or just or just say, "Look, man, look, I don't know, but you know what I've noticed. You just don't seem yourself lately. You again, you know, I know, I know we're talking about men in this, but you know, what this applies to both. Only mm. women are generally better at having the conversation." Um, yeah. uh, and don't don't ignore the signs like uh, you have the conversation go look man you haven't been coming out you're fucking or you're going out you're getting fucking locked every weekend you're off, you're off your fucking head every weekend you are, is everything alright mm. you know, what's changed in your life um, we need to make societal changes I mean I've I've been involved a couple of times that, that they usually bring me in to, to give thought there's a great program called it came out of uh Came out of the recession. There, um, heads up. It used to be called Mojo, and it, it was um, it was a program for men that were out of work um, mm. and like that. So it was a it was a group of men, you know, from all different walks of life. Some might have been drug users. Some might have had big jobs. Block lost it all during the crash. Um, and from all walks of life, but it was just that the men's shed that all came out of the yeah. Brilliant. Uh, the recession and stuff like that.
0: We have to get talking. We have to break the stigma. That's what we—that's mm. we want to do with this podcast. We want to mm. break the stigma. Mm. We want to get it out there. And uh, you know, I was shocked at the amount of people that got in touch uh, with us. The main subject was suicide.
1: Mm. You know,
0: mm. be it themselves or their loved ones, and. Uh, You know, it is something we will have to touch on uh, a little bit more in uh, more specific detail, maybe. Um, When I talk to people and, you know, find out how they got through it, how they're
1: coping with with suicidal thoughts. Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd uh, love to to hear from, you know, I'd love to willingly hear from someone that, Mm. you know, was at that point. Absolutely. And where they're at in their life now. Yeah.
0: Hopefully give some hope. Absolutely, you know, if we can start a bit of a chain reaction then, mm. as you say, mm. I know it sounds cliche, but if we can just help one person, and it does yeah. sound cliche, yeah, but it's it
1: true, can you imagine? But imagine, imagine we reach one person and one person is alive because of that.
0: Absolutely. Like yeah. that's massive. Yeah, you know, there could be, as you say, new relationships, kids mm. born out of these relationships. Yeah, yeah. You know, parents yeah. who still have kids, people who still have brothers and sisters, people who still have good friends, you know, mm. uh, kids who still have parents.
1: I've seen you it, know. I've seen
0: it. So, you know, let's... Let's talk.
1: And what better people to talk about than people that have been there? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I just want to give a, a brief message to everybody out there. If you have been affected by any of this, then you can contact uh, the likes of Pieta. Uh, 116 or 123 uh, is the number there. Or you can contact Samaritans. You can text Samaritans on 087 260 9.0. So I think we leave it there. I uh, hope you like what you heard. If so, give us a rating, give us a subscribe, or uh, you can leave a comment. Or if you think that someone you know would benefit from this podcast, then by all means, share it with them. Uh, or stick it on your social media pages. It could make, as we were saying, a big, big difference in their lives. And of course, we'd love to hear from you. If there's anything you want us to cover or discuss, uh, or if you've got a story to tell, We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch by email, straighttalkingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at str 8 pod. That's straighttalkingpod. We're on Facebook as well. We're on Instagram. You can follow the hashtag STMH. Want to give a big shout out as well to Fiona Bryan for the podcast music. An amazing producer and beat maker. Get him on Facebook at FOBbeats. If you're a singer, rapper, whatever you want. We're going custom made music. Just make it as hard As possible for him Because this dude Will do it You can get in touch <laughs> With him on Facebook At FOB Beats uh, I think you've already Given us uh, A good
1: Alternative Inspirational quote But go for it again Throat punch Anyone That uses the Fucking expression Man up Or kick them In their balls Or kick them In their lady balls Tree talk Mental health. Talk. Mental health Mind is a devil